0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA member FDIC. Good evening, everybody, uneducated economist, Got to keep talking lumber. I was having a conversation with the guy earlier today, and we were talking about lumber and its impact on the real estate market and what we can expect from real estate going forward. Now, I used to use lumber as an indicator of where we were, where we are in the new construction market. And that when you would see like an increase in the price of materials, then you knew that the new construction market had been kicking into gear and there was a bigger demand for lumber and material because of the growing you know, projects out there. That was kind of like the idea that I had carried along for quite a while until this whole big disruption started taking place inside of the lumber industry. And we saw lumber prices just go, you know, berserk. I mean, off the charts. 400 per thousand would have been considered something normal. Four to 500 per thousand. It hit 1,700 per thousand. Now we've seen more than 50% come out of the market. We're at, what, 800 per thousand right now. The volatility is off the charts. Uh, 716 per thousand up to 400 and, I'm sorry, up to 842 per thousand. That's like 130 per thousand move in a day. I remember when 100 per thousand inside of a year would have been extreme. People would have been like, whoa, prices of lumber have really gone up this year. That would have been an extreme move. Now we do 130 per thousand inside of a few hours. That's nuts. That's incredible volatile that's that's a lot of volatility in the market. And to me, that's signal, signaling a lot of speculation. I think that's a lot of people who are trying to buy in and out of the market, they, you know, trying to speculate on the idea of where lumber prices are going to go. Now, I have been terrible, and I will admit this. I have been absolutely terrible about calling the real estate market. I thought for sure that we would have seen house prices come down by now. However, I was not, anticipating that the Federal Reserve was going to continue to buy mortgage-backed securities into a housing bubble. It just, I guess I just really wasn't anticipating something like that happening. Now, when I was making a lot of the calls, the Federal Reserve wasn't even buying mortgage-backed securities at the time. So when the Federal Reserve was going back into their quantitative easing and they started buying up $40 billion worth of mortgage-backed securities every month, they were pretty much telling the mortgage-backed security investors out there that there will definitely be a buyer. And if there's definitely a buyer, that gives them all the confidence in the world to go in there and buy into that market. And that's exactly what they did. The Federal Reserve pretty much was just guaranteeing them. Guaranteeing, hey, we are going to be here. $40 billion a month. No doubt about it. And what happened? Interest rates fall on those mortgage-backed securities. Prices go up because the investors like yeah, if, if you're there, I'm there. So now, here we are, housing bubble, prices are like off the charts, and the Federal Reserve is like, uh, maybe we need to back off on mortgage-backed security purchases, you think? Well, yeah, you think? There's no more inventory out there. People are offering $100,000 over asking price and failing to get the get the offer. You think you have an issue going? Maybe? Now here's the problem, they can't turn it off, right? I mean, they could, but they're not ready to turn it off. See, they gotta turn it off, and what's gonna happen is is that the whole market's gonna start getting disrupted and upset with that. So they can't really turn it off. So they're sitting there going, hmm, well, what are we gonna do about a crashing housing market? Well, let's think back to what they already said that they were gonna do. See, they said, that they were going to let inflation run extra hot for extra long during good times. So that when during bad times, when the market's undershot, the average inflation would end up being 2%. So you got good and bad. They're looking to gain off that or to average out off of the volatility of the extremes. Which is kind of scary to think about the individual out there who's going, well, which way are we going to be heading to? So the Federal Reserve said it. They're going to let inflation run extra hot for extra long. Well, home prices and fuel prices and food prices and energy prices and everything that goes into every common item that everybody buys is not how the Federal Reserve would typically judge inflation when it comes to like the individual. How am I saying that? I'm saying that wrong. Let me try that again what the what the federal reserve is looking at as far as inflation is not what the average person is dealing with. There we go. That's what I guess I should say. The average person when they see they go down to the grocery store and they see the price of food go up 10%, that's an extreme move for them. Like people cannot handle 10-15% increases on anything. They're already cut to the very end every month. So yeah, when prices go up just a little bit, that's a painful thing to feel, even if it is just small. And so when you have something that's extreme, like lumber go up or any item that even comes close to like what lumber has done, then yeah, it's very noticeable amongst the people. But the Federal Reserve was like, well, you know, yeah, guys, that's a lot of stuff, but we're going to look at inflation and a whole different idea. And in fact, If it doesn't meet the idea that we're shooting for, we're just going to change the way we look at inflation until we just kind of have a number that we're willing to tell the public. That's ultimately what it comes down to. See, if you take inflation the way they judged it way back in the 80s and took those comparisons to today, we would have inflation that was off the charts that people would not even be able to comprehend or understand. But they were like, no, we can't really look at inflation like we did back in the 80s. We have to judge the look at the way we do inflation in a whole different manner. But yet we'll say like back in the 80s, inflation was this. And today it's this, even though we're not comparing it to apples to apples anymore. And I think, you know, what was it? Somebody put it down like I forget how they uh, put it into an analogy of saying something like it's comparing a steak to ground beef or something like that. Yeah, it's still beef, but it's like, you know, not even the same thing anymore. And that's really how the Federal Reserve is kind of operating when it comes to dealing with inflation out there. So I think about the market right now. Okay. And who's buying homes? How much those homes are going for? And what was to happen if the market was to turn right now? See... A lot of people are kind of relating what's going on right now to back in like 2006, six, seven, when the housing market was bubbling up and about ready to burst. And I think the difference is, is that back then there was a lot of people taking out loans who weren't really qualified to take out those loans. And, uh, and when the... And when the recessions kicked in, they just simply couldn't make the payments on And it was obvious that this was like a one-way street, that if there was any kind of slowdown or pullback, that this housing market was going to crumble immediately. So the Federal Reserve is quite aware of that nowadays. But you think about it is like a lot of people are saying, well, it's bubbling up very much like it did back then. But not really because you think about the people who are buying homes right now. You offered $100,000 over asking price and still didn't get it. That means the people who are getting those homes are probably the finest of qualified people. And I don't mean to like put any kind of elite status on anybody. But if you can offer $100,000 over asking price and still not get it, that means the people who are buying your house are probably pretty well off. And that any kind of downturn in the market, they're probably going to be able to handle that. It's not like if there's a 10% correction or a 20% correction in the market would completely devastate them. I mean, that's not the situation most people who can offer that kind of money for a home would be sitting in. You guys kind of see where I'm getting at? For the last year, this is where the homes are going to. Are like the most qualified people. And I know a lot of people are going to put an argument out there about how, you know, all the hedge funds, or whatever, are buying up all these, all the real estate. I'm going to leave an article down in the description. I'm not going to argue it. I just want to leave a link down in the description for you guys. Maybe we'll have a discussion about that one. Let me know what you think in the comments of that link. Okay. Now, think about a downturn. The Fed said they were going to let inflation run extra high for extra long. Well, if there was a downturn in the market and we did see prices on homes come down, think about how high they have gone. What is the average over time? How far can they go down for how long? And then how long can they be there before they go back up to the average? This is where, you see where I'm cutting. How long would this cycle take? And how damaging would that really be to the people who are buying homes over the last year, buying those real expensive homes? Could they, out of everybody who could possibly have bought a home over the last year, who could take the biggest hit? Am I right? Now, I'm not trying to say like, you know, the Federal Reserve is trying to eat at some of the rich, but wouldn't that eat at some of the rich? I mean, it's not poor people buying homes right now like it was back in 06, 07, where they were just handing them out to people like me who couldn't make the payment who just ruined their damn life for 10 years trying to get themselves back out of the hole they created by doing it. You know? I mean, that's not what's happening this time. I don't see that. Now, I couldn't tell you what's going to happen in the real estate market. I have been a terrible predictor of this. Like I said, I was not expecting the mortgage-backed securities to be purchased for this extent, for this to this length of time. I certainly wasn't expecting the government to ban people from being foreclosed on. So, nope, didn't see that one coming. Yeah, you know, I didn't see a lot of the stuff that was going to take place. A lot of people did. They were calling. They were like, the government's going to absolutely do this. And I'm thinking, how can they possibly get that? All? Well, there it is. And it happened. And I was just like, well, you're right, you know. So if there was any kind of signaling taking place inside of the lumber market that signals what's going to happen in real estate, well, I think a downturn in real estate, although would be quite brutal to a lot of people, I think would be very less damaging to the people in the sense that it was back in 06, 07. Now that's me personally. Um, anyway, I'm going to leave a link. I want to leave that link to that article. And like I said, I'm not going to even discuss anything in the video on it. I just want to see what your comments are about it down there in the uh, in the comment section. All right, Uneducated economist. You guys let me know.